This is Chris McGregor with information on how you can help Discerning Hearts continue our mission during our summer appeal. We at Discerning Hearts have tried to offer you a faith-filled apostolate that offers you a place to rest and where you can find peace that comes with union with God. We feature some of the world's foremost spiritual guides who offer various teachings on prayer, discernment, and the spiritual journey. As we move through the summer of 2020, in all honesty, to make it to the end of the year, we're going to need your help. If you can help us with your prayers and possibly a monetary gift that is fully tax-deductible, we would greatly appreciate it. You can donate by accessing the Donate button in the Discerning Hearts free app or on the discerninghearts.com website. Thank you, and God bless from all of us at Discerning Hearts. Discerninghearts.com, in cooperation with the Missionary Benedictines of Christ the King Priory, presents The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, A Spiritual Path for Today's World, with Father Mauritius Vildi. Father Mauritius did his philosophical, theological, and doctoral studies in Rome. He is the author of numerous books, including I Want to Understand You, Encountering Foreign Worlds with a Little Prince, The New Image of God's Image, Meister Eckhart on Image and Theology, Peter and Paul, Models of Decision-Making, and On the Way, Benedict's Journey for Spiritual Maturity. Father Mauritius also serves as the prior of Sant'Anselmo in Rome. The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome, Father Mauritius. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me. We take on a topic that I think is very important in today's world, and it is something that Holy Father Benedict had been doing long ago and helped us to learn so much to do, and that is fighting the demons. I may give you a taste that you can see what I mean in chapter 1 saint benedict says about the kind of monks there are clearly four kinds of monks first there are the cenobites that is to say those who belong to a monastery where they serve under a rule and an abbot second there are the anachorites and hermits who have come through the test of living in a monastery for a long time and have passed beyond the first fervor of monastic life. Thanks to the help of gui- and guidance of many, they are now trained to fight against the devil. They have built up their strength and go from the battle line in the ranks of their brothers to the single combat of the desert. Self-reliant now, without the support of, an- of another, They are ready, with God's help, to grapple single-handed with the vices of body and mind. Okay, here we have the battle line, and we have the fight against the devil. Why are we fighting? We are fighting for our true King, Christ our Lord. So this is our goal. It's not so much about fighting against the demons, it's more fighting for Christ. But on this journey, negative spirits can come across our way. What do we mean by this word demons? 
What does what do the monks mean when they say demons? Demons for us are thoughts or commotions, bad and unclean spirits. And these negative spirits can be conquered by the Holy Spirit. Actually, the first monks, when they retired into the desert or into the cave or on, on the mountaintop, wherever they went, they had a lot, lot of time. So they wanted to escape from the world and from the busyness of the world. They wanted to escape from all these unclean things that they encountered, <laughs> believing that they would find peace when they would just be by themselves and alone in the desert or wherever. <laughs> But what they encountered was themselves, their own thoughts and motions and emotions and commotions. And not all of those thoughts were really good. So they started to discern the spirits and to find out what are good spirits and what are bad ones. And the bad ones they called demons. One great example is Saint Anthony the Great, who fought against the demons. He was really, he was really pressed from the demons. They really went after him, and he conquered them with the help of the Holy Spirit. So how do we conquer the the bad spirits, the unclean spirits? Two steps. The first is identify them. The second step is talk back. In regard of the first step, identify them, I would like to share with you one of these many examples in the Holy Scriptures when Jesus drives out the demons. So he, Jesus, is our role model when we are fighting the demons. There's this wonderful story about the demoniac, this man who is occupied by demons in the region of Gerasenes. And as you may remember, this man saw Jesus from a distance. He ran and fell on his knees in front of him. This is very interesting that kind of the demons want to be transformed and redeemed. They, When they kind of battle you, when they When they approach you, what they finally want is to be saved. You know, you, you may wonder why why did this man not run away from Jesus? No, he he ran towards him, and then he shouted at the top of his voice, "What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me." For Jesus had said to him, "Come out of this man, you impure spirit." Then Jesus asked him. What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. So this is a key question here that Jesus asks, what is your name? And that means identifying. And that means identifying the demon. Find out who they are. If you know their name, you have control over them. So what the early monks did and what we still try to do is to find out what is running against us. Who is that who tests us? And we have got a genius spiritual director 
in the fourth century that was Evagrius Ponticus. Evagrius Ponticus studied the kind of demons and classified them. He identified eight primary demons and it helps tremendously to know them. So these eight bad spirits are gluttony, fornication, avarice, anger, sadness, acedia, vainglory, and pride. So when you feel that you are distracted in your prayer, in your contemplation, just in your day-to-day -day life, in your longing to be at peace with yourself, with the others, with God. If something comes across, and mostly these demons come on uh, sound souls, they, they are sneaking in. They don't, normally they don't shout like we just read in the Gospel of Mark. So often they're just, just there, all of a sudden they can come. Now they have all kinds of ways to, to approach you, but anyway, it's important to figure, is there something that brings me away from God, that brings me away from Christ, that wants to separate me from feeling myself, being aware of myself, so that I am not myself anymore. I am occupied by a spirit that is not the Holy Spirit who wants my good, my life, my healing, my peace, my joy, my hope, my love. You know, these are all these good spirits. These are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Instead, these other things, avarice, anger, sadness, vainglory, pride, fornication, gluttony. These are motions in our hearts that finally won't lead us to Christ, but somewhere else, wherever it is. So to identify those motions is very important. And those Motions start mostly with a thought. So it starts with a thought. For example, mm, I would like to go to the fridge and take another whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a thought first. I would like to, to browse a little bit in the Internet and maybe I find a picture that I like. You know, Fornication. It starts with thoughts. And the monks tried to battle already the thoughts. So in order to avoid that, I put my thoughts into action. Mostly when we are in action, it's too late. <laughs> we can still stop, but it's really hard. <laughs> but if you start a little bit earlier, and this is why they kind of screened their own mind, why they discern these spirits very carefully. They had plenty of time to do this. And then to try to find out, how does this spirit smell? What, what does he usually say? How does he approach me? So when I know him well, I can really battle him. And I can give him a name. And that gives me the chance to conquer him. 
We see that in Scripture, the claiming of, of the name. I was thinking um, with Jacob when he was battling, uh, and he at the very end he was he gave over. He had to give his name, and that meant that he had lost the battle. If you know the name, you have the control. So in this regard, it was the sign Jacob would let go the control over himself and render himself to God. He would get the new name. His name was Jacob. And so this is kind of the same principle. When you know the name, you have control. You can control the, the demons. As long as you don't know what it is, you are just driven by those thoughts. Isn't it interesting that maybe for some of us, those names of those demons, those spirits, in some way, even though we may not say it out loud, we allow that name to define us. I am someone who is lustful. I am someone who uh, is gluttonous. I am, and we lose our identity. We've allowed them to claim us. Yeah, very much so. And this this goes even further that does not pertain only to these eight kind of uh, principal sins or demons. It um, Each of us has those kind of scripts in his head. For example, one, one could be, and this mostly we have learned in our youth already, in our childhood, for example, I am not good enough. So if you have this sentence in your mind all the time, you become a perfectionist because it's never good enough. It's never good enough. And this this is kind of a demon too. Or I am not beautiful enough. So there are so many things I'm not successful enough. I am not fast enough. I am too lazy. Maybe there's a contemplative person who needs a little bit more time for everything. But the society conveys to him, you are lazy. And so he thinks, okay, I'm lazy, I'm lazy. And then he gets lazy, <laughs> which is not good. So it's very important to figure out what are these negative thoughts that control my life and turn this around and control those thoughts with good thoughts. So this would be the kind of strategy that the monks recommend. And this goes back to Jesus as well, certainly. Um, think about the temptation. Jesus was tested from the devil in the desert. So the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And now interesting, how does Jesus conquer the bad spirit? Jesus answered. So it's important important to respond. He answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. This is what the monks later call talking back. So when the bad spirit speaks to you, so to speak, actually he cannot speak because he has no real essence. You know. But anyway, it seems that something speaks to us and tries to carry us away from God. Yeah, talk back. And the way how Jesus talks back is, is very important for us. He uses the Holy Scriptures to talk back. 
man shall not live on bread alone. It is written, he says. He kind of calls on a greater authority. He needs that authority at that moment. And so his father and the Holy Scriptures, it is written, he says, man shall not live on bread alone. So this puts these thoughts in a wider perspective and conquers finally and drives out this bad spirit. So talking back would be the the solution, so to speak, for this problem, to find a sentence that conquers, from the Holy Scriptures, that conquers this negative thought. So in other words, to conquer the unclean spirit with Holy Scripture, and Holy Scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So conquer the bad spirits with the Holy Spirit. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. Glorious St. Benedict, sublime model of virtue, pure vessel of God's grace, behold me humbly kneeling at your feet. I implore you in your loving kindness to pray for me before the throne of God. To you I have recourse in the dangers that daily surround me. Shield me against my selfishness and my indifference to God and to my neighbor. Inspire me to imitate you in all things. May your blessing be with me always, so that I may see and serve Christ in others and work for his kingdom. Graciously obtain for me from God those favors and graces which I need so much in the trials, miseries, and afflictions of life. Your heart was always full of love, compassion, and mercy toward those who were afflicted or troubled in any way. You never dismissed without consolation and assistance anyone who had recourse to you. I therefore invoke your powerful intercession, confident in the hope that you will hear my prayers and obtain for me the special grace and favor I earnestly implore. Help me, great Saint Benedict, to live and die as a faithful child of God, to run in the sweetness of His loving will, and to attain the eternal happiness of heaven. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. 
If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi. The conversation that we're having isn't uh, relying just on a, how can I say this, an esoteric type of, of, of ideal about spirits. We, we do believe, because we believe in that Holy Spirit, that's very real. It's a person of the Trinity. It's, it's very active in our lives that the unholy spirit is the, in reality, uh, very present as well, trying to tempt, but not of the strength of the Holy Spirit of God. Exactly. It pretends to be bigger. It wants to scare us. It's the nature of the demons. They want to scare us. We are scared of demons, and this is just natural. This is what they want to do. But we can drive out this fear with the help of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, as you said, is active, is present, is alive, is a person who is just bigger than, um, than these little demons that want to fool us. It's stupid to eat stones in the desert. <laughs> it would not only ruin your teeth, but also <laughs> your stomach. It's just stupid to, to jump down from the pinnacle of the temple. You would be dead. You know, this is what the, this is what the demons, they, they, they tell just mm-hmm. wrong, tell you just the wrong things. But they pretend to be angels, to be the truth, to do the right thing for you. This, this is the mean part of it. They twist everything around and turn it around. and But the Holy Spirit puts everything in a good perspective and uh, in, a, in a good order and, in a, in, and, and heals us. That's the, I think, one of the great protections of the Holy Rule is that the simplicity of life that it calls us to, the balance, the, the structure of the day to give us order, the the problem for those of us who do not live in the monastery is creating that same type of environment because those spirits to be to be able to conquer them is very difficult when you're surrounded by chaos if your life is out of order there is not there isn't um, or there is disorder so uh the ability to be able to recognize what can become because of all the noise and all the input that modern man has, they, they literally do come in legions. Yes and no. Because they come in legions also when you are in the desert or sit in the chapel. Or in other, in other words, these spirits come from inside. This is what Jesus said. Um, not what comes from outside makes you unclean, but what comes from your inner self. And this is why it is so dangerous. Uh, they are so close to you. They are your thoughts. 
that makes it so hard to battle them. It's way easier to see the f enemy outside and to battle him. But to see the enemy inside, that's a hard thing. But again, we shouldn't be afraid at all. Um, you are right, an, an, an out, outer or outside order helps, certainly. So if you structure your day, if you if you find good routines and rituals for your spiritual life, that is so important. These are really, can I say, pillars for spiritual life that the Holy Spirit can work. No doubt about that. I didn't want to, to, to make this uh, be seen unimportant. But on the other hand, it is important to work on this issue from inside. And that means by talking back, and this is no matter where you are, and I'm sure each of us has kind of his methods, his good scripts, his positive thoughts, his beloved and favorite passages of the Holy Scriptures that he could use as a weapon. Let me say an example. The Lord is my light and my salvation. You know, when you sit in the dark, in an inner darkness, just to say that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Or when you feel alone um, or abandoned, when you feel lonely, the Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing I shall want. He looks after me. The Lord is my shepherd. So on these this kind of negative thoughts, oh, I feel so lonely, nobody cares for me and oh how can this be all the others are in community and are so connected and nobody's with me <laughs> you know all these mm -hmm. negative sure that would be for example the the demon of sadness what i just uh, pointed out or drafted and just to answer this by saying the lord is my shepherd there's nothing i shall want so use the holy scriptures whatever and I'm sure every everybody, we have heard the Holy Scripture so often during Mass. So everybody has kind of his favorite, well, it's not the right word, his, his beloved sentences in the Holy Scriptures. So whatever touches your heart helps you, helps you through when you are battled by the demons. From my own experience, Father Mauritius, that even when those battles come and I'm n not sure and that it almost becomes overwhelming. The Holy Spirit is there to rescue you because I've experienced where I don't consciously think I need to think of a verse. Out of nowhere, the verse comes up. It, it recently I had, it was one of those moments where there was so much happening, it was becoming overwhelming, and out of nowhere, I felt peace be still and know that I am God. And that just kept coming up over and over again. It wasn't something that I was consciously saying to myself, and it was the Holy Spirit, I believe, as you've described it, coming in to, to rescue me. That is wonderful, and it shows that you really practice a life of prayer and meditation. Otherwise, that couldn't have happened. You know, if, if a sentence like this bubbles up 
or, or the Holy Spirit inspires you with this sentence at that very moment, and that this happens without kind of your effort, the Holy Spirit lives in, in everybody's heart and soul. But uh, it makes sense to prepare our hearts, and it seems you were prepared at that time, and this is wonderful. <laughs> Praise the Lord that you had this experience, so that just the right word comes at the right moment to rescue you. And this is really, it's, it feels like, and it is like a rescue. It is, because you have to get out of these negative atmosphere, negative thoughts that occupy you, and that finally shape your actions and, and, and influence your activities. And, and these negative things, they, they spread all over. You, you start not only being negative in your heart, you, you start talking negatively to others. And they, again, we, we talked about this earlier, the evil has an infectious nature sometimes, you know, so that can spread. But with one sentence alone, you can stop it. Or in other, better words, the Holy Spirit can stop it. And yes, that, that's wonderful. Let me give you an, uh, maybe two other examples how Evagrius Ponticus talked back. This is really worth reading. Um, it just recently was published, all his wisdom in this area. It's called A Monastic Handbook for Combating Demons translated and introduced by David Brake. For example, concerning the thoughts of the demon of sadness. Against the thoughts that suppose that the Lord does not see our affliction, that comes from the demons, say, And the Lord said to Moses, I have surely seen the affliction of my people that is in Egypt, and I have heard their cry caused by their taskmasters. For I know their hardship, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. You see, it's just the right word for the right situation. Another example. Against the soul that is saddened by the tumult of the night, and because of terror, supposes that it will remain in its commotion forever. Say, I will give peace in your land, and you will pursue your enemies, and they will fall before you in slaughter. It's taken from the book of Leviticus. Maybe a last example about this is about the thought of fornication. Against the soul that is frightened and shaken by the demon that touches its members. Those who have been tempted by this demon consider what has been said. Your helper will hold his shield over you, and his sword is your boast. And your enemies will lie to you, and you will tread upon their neck. This is Deuteronomy 33. And so on and so on. Uh, here in this um, Talking Back book, of Evagrius Ponticus, it's not only interesting kind of the the passages of the Holy Scriptures that are picked, it's also interesting to study the ways how the demons can approach you. So how does anger work? How does fornication work? 
This is really interesting. You can learn a lot and discover a lot. Thank you, Father Mauritius. You're welcome. You've been listening to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, A Spiritual Path for Today's World with Father Mauritius Vildi. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. You can also hear it on the free Discerning Hearts app available on the iTunes and Google Play stores. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildi.